I like that our dogs out. (laughs) I like that our casual conversations in text, like our group texts, are are like someone will ask a legitimate question, or like we'll be talking, and there will be a legitimate question, and then all of a sudden it turns into like "fuck you," no "fuck you," or some other weird (laughs) shit. It always brings me joy. <laughs> well, just because you had that stupid t- typo where you were trying to say fuck and you said duck, and then I was like, ducks! ducks. Yeah, and then no, motherfucking ducks! The duck emoji. Yeah. Yeah, I was so happy. <laughs> yes, I know. I don't know why. That just made me happy. It's funny. Well, I'm glad it made you happy. Thank you. You're <laughs> ducking right, it did. You're ducking right. <laughs> Good Whoa. God. Could you guys hear the Pacifico? That was filthy. <laughs> my My microphone is wet. Jesus. This episode brought to you by Pacifico. Sponsor us. Uh, I don't know if that's the best endorsement. (laughs) (laughs) Between that and then Phil's hiccups, we'll see how this this goes. Professional operation. Welcome to the podcast of bodily sounds. Yeah, I'm not joining in that uh, chorus for the trifecta. Sorry. Oh, come on. Give us a fart, Jeff. No, I saw some too many weird shit today. Too much weird shit today at work. Literally. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm not gonna go into that. Uh, that's all another podcast. That's a <laughs> weird shit that Jeff sees at work. <laughs> HIPAA. Vi- it's just be a giant HIPAA violation. All right, welcome to the Nerd Trick Podcast, everybody. I am Jeff. I am here with Phil. Hey, everybody. And David. Hey, guys. So, if you haven't guessed from that, uh, David's just filthy. Uh, Phil has hiccups, so <laughs> we're gonna see how this goes. Um, because you're all in for a treat i'm sure most podcasts would just be like no let's just wait another day we'll just do it when he's fine not us nope Nope. (laughs) we're forging ahead because screw that we do what we have to do we have a schedule to keep people we have a crowd of 40-ish people of of ones and ones that are waiting for bated breath bated breath yeah Uh, you know what i am always curious with people like are like um I, I don't know, like is like who who is like oh you know six a.m. Pacific time a new episode dropped, like I would love to, and and I know we always say it but I I would love yep. to hear from someone who actually listens to our show, uh like what it you enjoy about it, yeah I, are I, you I, one I of those know. people that sees the notification that the episode dropped and and actually like listen to it that morning when you're getting ready or yeah I'm I'm curious uh, like how are we involved in your day are we passing the time in in during a, a commute, uh are you smoking pot and you're listening to us or you, you need to drown out your kid? I like, I'm genuinely curious. A lot of, a lot of episodes of like 99 it. PI and a bunch of other good podcasts. <laughs> like I'm slumming it. Like the I was D-list. about to be yeah. like, nobody lists, nobody sees us at 6am, but I'm like, yeah, 6am Pacific is 9am Eastern. So maybe, maybe hey, somebody's like their day starts big. for work and they go bring and they're like, Oh, listen to this. Oh, We're yeah, big in Germany. We've had like Pakistan. Three Pakistan, Ireland. We had we had a couple in Russia. We did. Duh. <laughs> Great. They're probably disseminating our episode to use it for propaganda or something. Probably. Yep. You're or learning it or learning or, you, world. or doing it to you know, <laughs> learn English. God, no one should learn oh. English from us. We're terrible. We would uh, terrible. I, oh, but yeah, there that. are better sources. <laughs> yeah. 
actually watch Star Trek. Don't don't listen to us. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> yeah. Do this on Star Trek is better than watch the show. Don't listen to three idiots talk about it. <laughs> Pretty much. Wait a second. That's the name of a podcast. Hmm. Three idiots <laughs> talking. The nurture presents three idiots. All right. I just, today, just said two idiots and let everybody try and figure out who the third was. <laughs> we can Rochambeau for it. <laughs> All right. Today we are discussing uh, peak performance season two, episode 21, original air date, July 8th, 1989. It's so weird. This ran till July. Like that's weird. That's the summer. That's like rerun time. I mean, I, I know this is syndication, but that's just weird for me. Yeah. It's syndication. We don't give a fuck. Yeah, they're like, we're just putting it out there. Yeah. Just like some 50-year-old white uh, politician. I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> well, and that probably got them more stuff to watch because everything else was on reruns. So if you yeah. offset your schedule so that you're putting dropping some new stuff in the summer. That's true. Boost, boost those ratings during a writer's strike. Why not? Right. Yeah. I mean, traditionally, uh, too, the shows that are summer are usually the ones that they're not as confident in for exactly that reason. Because you're up against... Stuff like reruns and things that people have probably seen. Summer, yeah. summer vacation. Um, okay, so yeah, peak performance. I this is a good one. I I remember watching this when I was a kid. This is probably one of my I think I don't know top favorites from season two. This is a good one for me because I especially remember the whole whatever that game is that they're they're playing with the finger stratagema. Yeah, with the finger stratagema. Hair curler, the curler finger things. wiggly things with the. <laughs> The, the I want to see the rules. Things. Like, what are the yeah. rules for this game? That's that's my question. Yeah, it seemed like it was just select points and fill in squares kind of a thing, but they didn't seem to take turns. You just go as fast as you can and try to like overwhelm the other person. Yeah, I don't know. I don't but know. you're on three different planes, so you're thinking multidimensionally, and that's uh, how Star Trek does everything. They take something, split it into three levels, and just run with it. Three chess, chess. checkers, yep. um, hopscotch. Yeah. Jacks. I don't know. Jacks. <laughs> um so this one's essentially there um this guy comes on board. He's from a, a species that they're like supposedly like very st- strategic. Um they're gonna do some like war games, some exercises. So they have this like derelict ship that is basically the stargazer, same model. Yeah. yeah. Um that Riker was, and oh, we should have had your dad on. I was going to say, I wish we had had like a military person to talk to to see if they actually do this with old ships and like kind of the validity of some of this stuff, but well, good thing about bringing it up now on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I know. Just call him. We'll just get him in. It. <laughs> Jesus. Pause. I'm sorry. Haven't you seen down Periscope? They use old ships. That's, that's no, a historical I, document. That's legit. Well, part of the reason I was curious <laughs> is because I actually kind of called the plot twist on this where while they're doing this thing, I'm like, don't they have anybody, any other ships like active ready to protect them? And then the twist nah. happens. And I'm like, that's what I figured was gonna happen. <laughs> <There you> go. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. I'm curious to know, like, if they, when military actually does these exercises, if they do that or not, uh, stuff like that. But well, I think the Russians are just sitting by. They're like, "Haha, we wait for them to have military exercise, then we, then we attack." Moose and squirrel. I, I guess it would depend on where you're doing it, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, that makes that's... sense. <laughs> um. So yeah, they're gonna do these kind of war games. Riker can take a ragtag bunch over to this kind of fix up the ship and then they want to see how it can fight against the enterprise. What I think I enjoyed the most was the, the one line where, you know, Picard is like, well, you know, we're for exploration. And then he's like, well, why are you, are you doing this anyways? And he goes, well, because of the recent Borg 
we need to be, you know, prepped. So I'm like, yes, you're calling back to a thing. You're leading up to a thing. Like, there's a thing. Like, thank you yeah. for that connection. We're you're doing, doing something. We're doing something in a previous episode, which will lead to something in a future episode. Yay! Yes, exactly. Which makes sense. Yeah. So we got that, and then we also kind of have the side thing of like this. So the guy who comes on board, he's like an expert gamer, and, and um, Data plays him, and then loses, and then Data is like, "Well, I must be broken because I lost," which we can kind of get to that later. It's, um, but so, I mean, let's, you know, like, what do you guys think about this? I, I thoroughly enjoyed this episode. I remember from watching it when I was a kid, I think it's just a good fun one, very different. Um, but I enjoyed it. And we get our second appearance of quirk. Well, Armin Shimmerman. <laughs> or, or, well, third, no. Cause he was a, he was a, a Frankie before, wasn't he? Yeah. He was a Frankie before he's a Frankie in this episode. And he's a Frankie in D space nine. True. That's but, like all Armin Shimmerman plays is Frankie. I know. Well, no, he was the 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 treasure box for Troy. So oh yeah yeah face. yeah he so pops out as the ah. that's coming up. Ah. Yeah. Ah. Um, but no, I, treasure yeah, box. I, it's like a dowry, but whatever. Dowry. Yeah. <laughs> it was a treasure box. Um, I don't know. I I like this one. It was different. Um, I think it kind of does show that they're you know even though as much as they say we're not a military thing, you're like well yeah you kind of are. You know, mm-hmm. it's not for defense all the time. Um, so I kind of like that side of it. And it, it does lead into, obviously, we're getting into more Borg stuff with, you know, all, all that. So, um, yeah, you I, can tell they actually had an idea where they were going, which was nice to see in Star Trek. It's a coming. Yeah. But see, but that's all I need sometimes. I, I don't need these really long stories. Just throw in a phrase like, oh, you know, if, you know, Guinan says, hey, you remember that thing you did or. Oh, the Borg are coming again. Like just, just, yeah, just, just touch a, touch just a past some, episode here and there. Yeah. yeah. Some Link kind of continuity together. to show that you yeah. remember what's happened. Yeah, exactly. Cause that's, I think that's the biggest complaint I have is for a lot of these is just, Oh, we're, we're going to completely ignore this thing that just, you know, totally happened where it murdered, you know, a bunch of crewmen, but mm-hmm. everything's fine. Yeah. They just men in black. Memory's gone. Yeah. yeah. Um, we got a couple guest stars in this one. Um, so, so yeah, we have Armin Shimmerman. Uh, Glenn Morshower is in this. Do you guys know who, who that is? I don't Awkward know who Armin Shimmerman is. Okay. <laughs> I, I, know he's, I know he's the redhead dude, but I don't know what else he's from. Yeah, so he's the redhead like uh, backup ta- tactical officer. So he shows up later. Glenn Morshower, he always kind of plays like a military guy, but he was in like 24. He plays uh, a Secret Service guy in that. He, I think his name was, uh, was Aaron. He's done like a ton of military stuff. He's in, you know, Transformers and he always kind of plays the, the typical military guy. Oh, okay. he was in this anyways. Cool. Um, so we got and the, that. The guy you mentioned, oh, Simmerman, and, is that, is that Cheeks McGee? The guy with the thuff on his. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, I don't oh know. God. You know, the cocky dude with the stuff on his cheeks. Yeah. Serna Korami. Rami. That's the character's name. So that's played by actor Roy Brocksmith. Yeah, the late Roy Brocksmith. Yeah, which I always remember him from Total Recall. Yeah, and um, he also had a... He was also in um, uh, a Deep Space Nine episode, too, as a different character. Oh, okay. He guest starred. Oh, cool. Uh, no, uh, Armin Shimmerman was the Ferengi, and he oh, would go on okay. to play Quark on, on DS9. I do remember Quark from DS9. Okay. Same guy. <laughs> Cheeks, he makes Slightly better makeup. Cheeks McGee. Cheeks, Cheeks McGee. McGee. <laughs> is, that, is that a relative of Tits McGee? Close. Yeah. Oh. 
Maybe. Cousins. Cousins. Third cousins. Twice removed. Yeah. It's always Twice good removed. for a smile, just whatever in front of McGee. <laughs> okay. St. Patty's Day's coming up. We gotta have all our Irish people. <laughs> yeah. We go back and watch that 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 weird Irish episode. Oh god. <laughs> we don't have to. In the next episode, we get a cut back to the best scene, anyways. <laughs> That's true. Sexy Tim. Yeah. Uh, the feet washing. The feet washing. You, you, you start at the top and work your way down. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I I liked this one too. I always kind of like, like you said, down Periscope and such. I always like when they take a situation like this where somebody's put in an obvious disadvantage and you know that they're going to at least do well, if not win. I am a little bit sad that I called the plot twist that happened because I kind of wanted to see what would happen when they went like against each other. But mm-hmm. Seeing them outsmart that kind of a situation is always fun. Yeah. Well, they did a little bit. I mean, they did have a little bit of the battle. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, the Enterprise D was going to win anyways because it just a you know sheer power. It didn't have to. If you're smart, you can get around those kinds of disadvantages and stuff. Maybe. Uh, Riker's got they a had great Wesley science yeah, project. Yeah, Wesley's little <laughs> science project there to give him some antimatter. Okay, do you think that that's cheating then? Because he did go back to the Enterprise and stole parts. Yeah, he's being innovated, innovative. It's, it, that's the and thing. it's his if thing. It's it's not like he grabbed a canister of antimatter. Yeah, I was say, if he had stolen something that that ship was using, I could see it being that a bit. But this is like something I, homebrewed. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it was gray well, area. It's not well, solid cheating, but it's not it's... completely fair either. What's the <laughs> What did Kirk get when he when he changed the Kobayashi Maru? He got like an accommodation for original thinking. Is mm-hmm. that same thing? Yeah, it's that kind of thing. There's a fine yeah. line between cheating and just being creative. Well, too, I mean, Worf comes on board and he's just like, oh, I, I know the security code for the Enterprise. Yeah, so we're going to fuck with them. It's fine. Which, which <laughs> yeah. if you were actually battling, they would never know that. It's very Rathacon. But hey, it's okay. It is. I like the what I'm definitely enjoying about watching these now is because I know kind of what the main plots are. I'll start watching like, like the background actors and that whole scene where Riker's talking to Worf and Worf's like, Oh, I can, I can put this code in and make this illusion. The background actor is like looking around. She's like kind of in the conversation. She goes like, yeah, that's a good idea. And she totally Uh comes in out of nowhere. Oh, the blonde. Yeah. 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 I just, I I think she was trying to get just enough lines that she could qualify for her SAG card, card or something. Card. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the ticket. Yeah. Leave this in, I get to be a real boy. Please, yeah, please don't. <laughs> yeah. And I'll get my 17 cent residual forever. Right. Uh. Um, uh. What else? So Troy doesn't do much in this one. Uh, Dr. Pulaski doesn't do much except for egging on data, which, yeah, that's all the, all they kind of do. They're emotional support for, uh, for data. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Gotta bust him up. You gotta bust him up. I, I, you know what? Um, I like Doctor uh, Plasky. Um, I, I think I gave her too ah. much shit for those. Ah. What? I've been the one who's been pro Pulaski the whole time. Jeff joined the evil. You joined the dark side. <laughs> no, I think just. I mean, yes, I. She does. Okay, I'll give her some credit in this episode. She doesn't treat Data like a piece of shit. Yeah, but if you think about it, she really only does that those like two episodes, and it's for a couple minutes, and then that was like yeah, well, first impressions. Ago. Eh. I know, but see, but Everybody I'm starting to realize it takes her a little while to adjust. It's just... well, but okay, so then why did we give McCoy credit when he's insulting Spock for decades? Well, and I think the difference there was that Spock always kind of responded with a banter type of thing. 
Yeah. At least especially after a little bit. And Data never did. Like Data does kind of have this like, what are you doing? Because he doesn't care. He doesn't get it. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't get it. Yeah. Spock, there was always this layer underneath where you felt like they had this camaraderie or friendship because of it. Like a witty banter. Yeah. Yeah. They had something going. Which would have been the difference if Data had decided to like fuck with her. Then you would have had that and it could have been really funny. (laughs) Yeah. But he didn't because he didn't realize that he was being fucked with. So he couldn't do it back. Yeah. Right. Well, no, but I think, but okay. So, but as I'm getting older watching this, I'm like, okay, it's not obviously the, the actors have very little say in what's going on, especially like in season two, you know, if you talk to season seven, Patrick Stewart, that's different than season two, Patrick Stewart. So she, I mean, she has zero control over what gets written for her. So now I'm like, okay, well then the writers are just treating her like shit, which they do for a lot of the female characters anyways. Yeah. And I felt like she played the role just fine. Like, yeah. I I mean, yeah, they, they kind of tried to make it, make, tried to make her out McCoy McCoy, but I felt like she put a softer spin on it and tried to make it a little different. See, but, yeah. that, but it, <clears throat> what? Because that's, the, it's, it's like the opposite of the reason that I have trouble with Wesley. It's not Wesley's writing or his character that they gave him. It's the way he plays it. And you can just tell he's not really mm. putting much into it. And I feel like Pulaski is, they just wrote a character that people don't love. Well, and I think too, probably if you're looking sure. back on it, you're like, well, Crusher's the the real doctor, you know, and she just kind of laughed and then they just brought her in, which is kind of weird anyways, due to other circumstances. Um, I'm kind of even on Wesley. I, I'm, I'm indifferent at this point. I used to not like him and I'm just kind of indifferent. I'm like, eh, okay. whatever. I don't know. He's got some good episodes later on. Like I like the game and I like, you know, a couple of the other ones. I just, I'm more indifferent to him now. Um, so I don't give a shit. Yeah. Uh, it, it, what he gets better as he, as we move on and he gets he, not deeper episodes, but he gets more screen time and more like he's more involved in the main plot kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, he's yeah. interesting enough. I'm kind of where Jeff is at where I'm like, when I see him, I'm not like, Ooh, Ooh, cool. It, he's okay. I'm but I'm thinking of he's like there. the episode where him and Picard crash. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember the name of it. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Like, oh damn, that's a good Wesley mission. episode. Uh, yeah. yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Um, see, but then I wonder too, as like you know, Doctor, if if Pulaski was kind of this grumpy person towards Data, would it be different if she was a guy, or is it different because she's a woman? And then does that affect how I'm seeing her? Because it's like. It would have been like, different if Data was an actual human. And he could respond differently? Yeah, yeah, I think that's really what it is, is it's in Data's response. Because, like, the response where he gives where she calls him Data, and he's like, well, one's my name, and one is not. Yeah. It gives an air of, like, bitch, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Whereas but he's not Spock, doing it that way. He's just being very factual. He would give her the finger if he knew what the finger was. <laughs> <laughs> a battle of wills with Spock and McCoy where they're kind of just going at each other and that's fun to watch and when Data yeah. and Pulaski yeah. it's just she gives him shit and he takes it like that's not <laughs> the only other I mean obviously I I haven't seen DS9 much or Enterprise um, the only other relationship I can kind of compare it to is sort of like a Tuvok and Neelix because they like don't I mean Neelix likes Tuvok but Tuvok is kind of just tolerant of Neelix but then over you know seven seasons they actually developed yeah. a friendship. So that's the only I mean I can kind well, of and I don't even this. well even with their relationship I don't know if I would call it a friendship per se but I would call it like a mutual respect. 
Because I don't see yeah. them. I don't see them going over to the other's quarters to have dinner or something. Well, Tuvok wouldn't do that with anybody. Well, that's true too. Good I mean, point. Maybe yeah. Janeway, but. But yeah, you do develop that with Spock and McCoy, where eventually, like, you can tell they're old friends. Yeah. They've kind of gotten past the stuff, and a respect has been built. I think if she had stayed on longer, they could have expanded on that. But I mean, you know, they only give her yeah. twenty episodes, and she's in what maybe less than half of the time yeah, of that half maybe yeah. or a quarter yeah. of that i i definitely see a potential there that didn't get tapped or didn't get to properly flourish yeah i mean i'm glad that they brought crusher back i just wish they could have done more or i don't know because you can I, have multiple doctors maybe. um one would have to be the head you can't have one more than one be in charge yeah, it's like having right. two alpha females trying to battle it out well yeah i mean you have like a head of the department and then you, but you have like a night shift doctor because they're not going to call crusher for every little thing or <laughs> whoever well even like, on they sorry sorry graveyards for the next five years <laughs> <laughs> graveyards. um no but i i'm actually yeah i i like her as the season goes on i think she kind of fit into it a bit better uh with what she could deal you know with what she had to work with um that I'm, you know, and I'm just realizing so much more that it's just, you know, it's just writers too. That's just, they didn't give her a lot to do, which even Troy yeah. is kind of the yeah. established main female character. She doesn't do it much half the time. Like in this one, she's just like, Oh, data, it's fine. Or she doesn't do anything. Well, yeah. I mean, it, it takes, it takes us a good two or three more seasons before we really start to get into Deanna doing stuff. Yeah, well, because and yeah. that's why well, I she think... sits there and goes, "I feel like something." They're not being completely honest. Something's mm. they're hiding something. Well, that's why I think one of my favorite episodes. It's the same episode. It's where Data is on an away mission and he gets like um, memory wiped by like radiation. It's the same one where she's taking the the bridge officer's exam. I love that episode mainly yeah, for a, for her storyline because she realizes a lot of things and and she and she looks great in a uniform. Like it just, I always thought she looked better in the uniform. Yeah, her in the her in the blue regular uniform. Yeah, please. <laughs> Way to make it creepy, Phil. Just saying. Just, just, just saying. <laughs> she, she does yeah. look okay. Well, no, I I think she just I think they definitely grew, but it's it's weird that it took like six years to grow. Which, but again, looking at TV now, we're like, oh, where's the giant, you know, character story arc for, you know, six episodes. It's just yeah. TV is so much different now than it was then. Yeah. And that's what kind of always been my biggest complaint about Deanna is how long it took them to get her going. Because mm. that character could have had so much more potential and more things going. It, Yeah, they, they really yeah. did not do her justice in the show. Right. All right. Well, so, yeah. So in this one, they... They're doing their their war games. Basically, they're fixed uh, with like a fake um, uh, laser tag. They, pew, they're just pew. doing laser tag. Yeah, laser tag. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so then suddenly the Ferengi show up and they're like, why are you battling each other? There must be some sort of value here. And then they're like, no, we're just practicing. And they're like, ah, you're lying to us. Well, they don't even say that. Like, they don't come clean about, oh, this is an exercise. They just decide to like stand in the way and then try to dupe them. Yeah. When of course them being shot, like, oh, we're suddenly damaged. We can't actually activate our real weapons. We just have our our laser yeah, tag weapons. You're doing it you're doing a bat, an exercise like this and you fuse all the weapon circuits together so you can't <laughs> like who the so, hell thought this out? And that's what I mean. I'd love to have Craig here and be like, is this something they do? Like I know they I think they load blanks into stuff into yeah. the ships when they have them battle, because obviously you don't want to be blowing each other out of the water or whatever. 
but you'd imagine they're, they're either in some place where they can be protected or there's got to be ships with live ammunition nearby just in case. But this, they're I like, don't, don't just stick them in a corner and well, let them duke it out and good luck. Yeah, I mean, like somebody it's... shows up, you're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, it's the Russians. Ah. Basically. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they figure out a way out of it. Um, they do that and then the Frankie run off because... That's what they yeah, do. Yeah, they two turn seconds tail. of warp capability and they do something where they shoot a torpedo and it explodes and then it goes to warp at the same time so it looks like it died. Like, they blew it up. There's yeah. no, exactly. But there's no wreckage. I'm like, all right. So the yeah, but half the time like, they blow something up, there's them. no wreckage. Eh, I guess that's true. Yeah, if you're at like point blank range with a full volley of photon torpedos, I don't think there's going to be much left over. No. <laughs> I was okay with that. I guess that is true. Like The self-destruct device would probably have been activated on it or something. So Since you're right. blowing up your own ship, it's capable of doing it. It go boom. More yeah. completely. Um, one of my, so kind of related to the other storyline with the whole strategy in a game thing where data loses. Um, and he, he spends, he's like, Oh, well I shouldn't be on the bridge because I lost. And so what if I give the captain bad advice and he's kind of moping. Um, but it, it, it leads to one of my favorite quotes in like all of star Trek is where, uh, up a card comes in and he goes, you can do, or okay, this is kind of kind of paraphrasing. You can do everything right and still lose. That's just life. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, that's pretty much true. Yep. Because that is the mentality a lot of people have of like, if I did, if I lost, I must have done something wrong, or if things are going bad, I must be doing something wrong. And especially and in Data's are, case, where perfection is like expected, pretty much. Yeah, mm-hmm. bars set kind of high. It's tough to hit. Well, especially because he's, a, you know, in some ways he's just a computer. If if your computer does something wrong, instantly us were like, oh, well, what's what's the problem? Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I would troubleshoot it being like, well, it didn't make an error. Something must have been put in wrong or something yeah. like that. But yeah. I can attest to the ghost in the machine. Sometimes they just do shit they're not supposed to. And, <laughs> and you just got to go, like, I don't know. Uh, I can't tell you. I, in fact, that happens more often than I'd like to admit where it just ends up being, well, I don't know. Let me know if it happens again. <laughs> well, that's, that's why you turn it off, turn it back on again. It, it exercises the demons. I, my, the, my least favorite question of, well, why did it happen? Because <laughs> I get that. Well, what happened? I don't know. It had a you, should just, you should just start <laughs> rambling off some like really like random IT things. Well, the RAM wasn't touching the optic fiber. and it, Oh, I'd be just, lying if I said I'd never done that. Just, <laughs> watch, just watch their eyes glaze over. <laughs> I've done that over the phone, especially. Oh, well, you see, there's this, and it works this way, and then it touches this. It must have gone that way instead of this way, and I'm not sure exactly what does that. That's deep in the code somewhere in the ones and zero. <laughs> They're like, like, okay, thanks. Okay, okay, okay. So it Sounds good. Thanks for like, your help. I don't know. It might. <laughs> Super. <laughs> okay. Um. So yeah. So they. So data kind of learns a lesson that shit just happens. Um. Because it does. Um, yeah, they do that, and then Data he he uh, plays the game again against him, and he he ties him, and then the the guy quits out of frustration, like goes and he's like, "Well, what'd you do differently?" He goes, "Well, I didn't try to win; I just tried to tie him and tr- try to like keep pace with him, and that frustrated him." And so, so Data I, had. To... I like that. Yeah. He realizes what? when he how he his whole strategy was just to play for the tie. Mm-hmm. to not go for the win because that's that's when you get beaten and just just as him being able to see like what's going on and then make the adjustment mm-hmm. to change his whole strategy that way and then get the other guy just to get pissed and slam down his hands <laughs> like yeah oh. 
I mean, I've played video games where you do that. You have a real hard level or a boss battle or something. And you're like, I swear nothing I do can beat this. Let me just see how long I can last. Maybe it'll like end itself. And then mm-hmm. sometimes they do. Yep. They do. It's like yeah. a cutscene, and you're like, fuck, that's all it was. I didn't that's have to it. win. I just had to survive. Like, it uh, is. It is because there's some of those games. Well, it's it's kind of that like rule of threes. It's like when I play games with um like old like Mario games with the kids, and they're like, oh, how many times do you have to hit him? And I just go three. It's always three. It's always three. It's always three. <laughs> <laughs> or there's some games, yeah, where you just have to basically survive a certain amount of attacks, usually three attacks or whatever. And they're like, no, that's that's it. That's all you do. It's 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 just a pattern. It's You're like, don't overthink. Pattern. Don't overthink this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's it. Yeah. So the, the war games end, um, that's it. There's never really like a weird conclusion. Like it, it's just, it's, it's kind of that full house mentality. It's just like, well, we solved our problem. Here's a joke. And then we're out. Yeah. He, he gets some, Picard gets some nice crackbacks in on the guy about his report and what it'll, oh, well, this will reflect most favorably on you guys after just bashing on Riker for the mm. whole beginning of the episode. Yeah, that was weird. I like it's that. Just... I like the line that that Will gets in though, because he's he says Captain Riker's never lost, which <laughs> yeah. is true because it that calls back to the episode where he's on the Klingon ship mm-hmm. and he forces the Enterprise to surrender. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yep. Clearly, he's never yeah never lost. I was like, <laughs> got him. It's why he's on the Titan, yo. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So this was a good episode. I I I liked it. Um. No one dies. Sorry, guys. Aww. I know. So sad. Whatever. Um, uh, Dave, what's, what do you think about this? What's your wrap up on this? Um, I don't know if it's any different than what I've said. Yeah, I just I really mm-hmm. like episodes where they do this kind of stuff. It's kind of neat to see a crew or a person given something that's at a huge disadvantage and then see what the writers do. Because for me, it's that challenge of like, oh, we all know like the person's going to do well or they're going to win. But it's a challenge for the writers who are writing up the episode or that book or that movie or whatever to find a way that makes sense for them to win from such a disadvantaged spot. Mm. And I was looking forward to see him do that. How is he going to use the two seconds to defeat the Enterprise? So I'm a little disappointed that I didn't get to see that. They ended up using it on the Ferengi. And of course, it was all very convenient. Like, we'll fire at you, and then you go to warp, and then boom, we'll do a magic yeah. trick, and bye. Yeah. So I would have kind of liked to see, like, how they beat the, or would have beaten like the, the actual Enterprise, war game. or come close, like, what the strategy would have been. Okay. But, you know, that they fooled them into thinking that the one ship was there. I was also a little, little disappointed at how quick they figured out the Romulan ship wasn't actually there. Because remember, they're like, unless somebody looks out a window, they're not going to know. That lady didn't look out no damn window. <laughs> she just looked at her instruments, and then she's like, it's not there. And I'm like, well, how do you know it's not there? Wouldn't the computer be able to lock on the imaginary target that's there? Like, Well, and that's that's what I think they tried to do, was to lock phasers on the target, and she couldn't get a lock. And that's when she realized, hey, there's there's nothing there. Cause I guess, but if the target know, if there's phasers work. and the computer does the locking, wouldn't it think it locked on and tell her... It did, like. <laughs> I don't know. Does it lock onto like a physical object or just whatever? Thing right, the sensor sure is? It's based on the scanners feedback from the scanners. And if the yeah, scanners are reaching out and there's nothing there. That's like saying, if your yeah. eyes see it, is it real? Well, you'd think it's like, real because hmm. your eyes see it. The sensors are what the computer uses as its eyes and the yeah. ship uses as its eyes to lock on. So is it a, I, I think therefore I am kind of a thing. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I was a little disappointed at that, that she's immediately like, Nope, it doesn't exist. But mm. 
Eh, I can see that maybe. That's just know. a matter of degrees. I think it should have taken a little bit longer. Like somebody should have actually opened a window or something. <laughs> they call down to like 10 Ooh, forward. And be like, look out the window. Is there anything out there? Do you no. see anything? What's going on? Well, which is funny because there's a couple episodes in the first season where they tell Jordy to go look out a stupid window. And he's like, <laughs> oh, I see this. Like there's this thing. So they've actually done it before. Use your magic uh, eyes, Jordy. Look at the thing. <laughs> use your magic eyes. Dave, what would be your rating? What's your Dave meter? I, I think I'm going to rate this one pretty high. I'd give it like a eight, eight and a half on the Dave meter. This is probably okay. one of my favorites of season two. Okay. So possibly top three ish, maybe. I don't think it'd be quite top three, maybe top five. There's too many good time travel episodes and mm-hmm. robot like measure of a man and such type things for yeah. this to end up being in the top five. Okay. Eh. Fair enough. Um, oh, let's do a real quick. Do you have the kill count up? I can have it up in a moment. Phil, tell us your <laughs> thoughts on this episode and then we'll come back. To so so um, David can get it up. Yeah, no, I, this is, I'm also in the same boat. This is one of my favorite episodes from the season. And, and I, I thoroughly enjoy it. We get a nice, we get the comedic aspect with them playing the game we get kind of the serious like hey Riker can kick some ass Mm -hmm. kind of kind of uh stuff going we get Picard get to be a hard ass towards the Kalrami dude it's really good I'm a big fan of this episode not and um it's really interesting what they can do because like the bridge of um the Hathaway is a redress Mm -hmm. of the battle bridge yeah. So and you can hardly tell. It looks like, and there's a, a couple of interviews done um, with the director and producers, and they said, yeah, they had a lot of fun dressing the sets and everything. And uh, and I guess Jonathan Frakes really enjoyed doing this episode as well. Kind of gave him some freedom and yeah, he was yeah, a bit looser. His command, you could tell. yeah, yeah, he was really enjoying himself. So yeah, this is this is I'm probably in the same boat. I need to go through and rank them, but mm-hmm. definitely top five for sure. Probably close to top three for me. Okay. Uh, yeah, nice. I'm a big fan. Okay. David, oh, have right. you got enough yet? And the dilithium oh. crystals that we got to see, it was just candle wax that they melted and <laughs> reformed. Classy. So, you're welcome. Good times. Television nice. tricks. Yeah. Magic. The magic of television. All right. Well, yes, I do have it up. <laughs> um, <laughs> so in it was a joke TOS, about penis. Sorry. It, no way. <laughs> Hey, <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. That went right over my head, Jeff. How could I possibly? It's just like know? my penis. Yeah. Uh, uh, what? Uh, Anyways. That's not what she said. Um, so TOS deaths, we had a total of 1,650, which we thought was a lot at the time. That was yeah. in three, uh, three seasons what of known TOS for. and two seasons of the animated series. And the films. And the films. That's right. We got to tack those on too. Now, in two seasons of TNG only, we have two thousand four hundred and sixty deaths. <laughs> nice. Almost a thousand more than all of those other things combined. Oh, gosh. I think who did we have on? And I think it was uh, the Drift Space, maybe, where they like we we did the kill count, and they're like, "Really? That's that, that many deaths?" Or the yeah yeah, is that them or the Duras sisters? Yeah. Yeah, but it's like, yeah, there was that episode where they, they blew up a whole galaxy-class ship, and you're like, thousand people right there. thousand people, gone. Yep. Ba-ding! <laughs> like, sorry. That's how it rolls. It is, and there's a lot more to go, especially in season three. Oh, it's going to be a hot mess. It will be. It will be. 
Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Any, is that it? Is that all the, the, the weird oh. sticky stuff that we do? I don't remember. Is it? So that, well, <laughs> and to add those together, of course, okay. we have to do that. So for the total, uh, Star Trek has now murdered 4,110 <laughs> people in Good its God. universe. <laughs> And we haven't gotten to the Dominion War, to the Borg, to the other oh, films. It's like, like the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. Well, and especially if you watch the J.J. Abrams films, like they're murdering people left and right in those fucking things. Well, yeah, because films, know, you don't have to have the characters last the same way. You can just yeah. toss people That's going to be a hard count. We're going to have to actually like take notes for those films. <laughs> just slash marks. We may have to do some creative math in that one we'll do some estimating something like that all right um i think that's it for this one um yeah good overall i enjoyed it i think it's probably one of the better ones of season two uh which is good all right um well we got rid of phil's hiccups sadly hey definitely was not as bad as everybody had made me prep for <laughs> for this one season two in general oh no yeah i yeah no i think season two is a lot better than people think i think it's just because it's different it's not the like you know quote unquote tng that people love yeah most people don't don't decide to go back and watch everything one by one and talk about them (laughs) one by one who would they're like well what do i want to go watch and the other stuff i'm sure is better so they decide to go watch that and then get the mentality of two is sucks because i keep skipping it yeah, and, and we'll touch and we'll touch more on it probably in the season recap. But yeah. the show's like starting to pick up steam and get its footing. So yeah. it, it's no, definitely. I mean, when we hit season five and six, we'll kind of look back and be like, eh, season two, meh. But I mean, for for a second season of a show like this that's been off the air for thirty years, taking well twenty five years at this point to come back and it's mm-hmm. like okay, the ratings were strong, the budget was huge for the show. Yeah, so, I mean, they were they were doing everything they could to push this thing through, and it, it works. So it did. It it launched the next it, you know thirty years. So and it still does. I mean, we're here another thirty years later, and the show still holds up. Yeah, yeah. I, well, fucking, we're still part. talking about it. Yeah. Jesus. Uh-huh. So, all right, I think that's it for us, Dave. Why don't you do our spiel? Alrighty, and check us out at nerdtrekpodcast.com where we have links to all of our social medias. You can see our smiling faces in the Meet the Nerds section. You can go buy some of our shit at Cafe Press, and we would prefer it if you did. And wherever you're listening to this is a place where you listen to podcasts. So go to that place where you listen for podcasts and rate our podcast with five stars and some words, and we'll read those words out over the air. So many words. All right, that's it for us, everybody. Thank you again to all of our listeners. Uh, we greatly appreciate it, and we will catch you on the next one. Oh, hold on. Uh, my... Oh. <laughs> Just say bye, Phil. Bye, Phil. Nope. Okay. <laughs> all right, we'll catch you on the next one. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye.